Live. Live. So um, I guess welcome to More Than a Game, uh, a podcast. Well, what's usually a podcast um, dedicated to the Premier League, the A-League and more. Today it's uh, something else, boys. Um, I'm, I'm Colby. I'm joined by Tommy, Jesse and Damo. How are we today, gents? Yeah, good. A little bit uh, down on, on the uh, recent lockdown announcements, but <laughs> we're coping. It is what it is. <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, but otherwise, a, well, mate. Is this a, and uh, this is passed as a vodcast, boys, uh, guys. Is it a vodcast? Can we call it that? I don't know what this is, boys. And and you know, behind the scenes for the listeners, we, we've been we've been here for the past half an hour trying to sort out any uh, smooth over any technical <laughs> issues, um, which would otherwise prevent us from doing this broadcast. But I think we've I think we've got here. Um, and and we, we are here doing uh, this sort of bit of bonus content in this form because we've, of course, got our uh, Premier League review, season review podcast coming up tomorrow, uh, which is going to be recorded tomorrow. So we thought we'd do uh, a wrap-up of the of the A-League for this week. Um, boys, might just whip into a few updates before we um, round up on the games that have been played this week. Um, and we'll kick things off, I guess, with a, a question um, from HSN on Twitter um, wants to know our thoughts on the quality of these winter matches so far. Overall, um, they think it's been pretty good signs given some of the matches have no meaning and lack of fitness and crowds. But w- what did you make of it? Um, let- let's start with you, Damo. Yeah, some games have been great. Um, I mean, I've been watching a lot of football lately and it's it's hard to compare the A-League to other leagues normally. But... Comparing it to you know earlier on in the season, I think the standard is pretty much the same as it has been. I don't know if the fact that it's in winter has contributed anything to the standard of the games, in my opinion, but um, it's still been good, good and fun to watch. Hmm. Tommy, what about the, um, you, mate? Have you, have you uh, thought the quality was all right? I think um, the 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 pros and the cons have kind of cancelled each other out, and I think as a result, we're sort of seeing sort of um, probably similar quality what we would normally see, um, even though sort of the weather's cooler, but the players aren't sort of as as seasoned as they maybe otherwise normally would be in terms of match fitness. We're definitely stuff. looking, we're definitely looking on the pitch, but what about off the pitch? I mean, do you reckon a man could stand there with latex gloves in the middle of summer and get away with it? <laughs> oh, those. Those were some heavy-duty gloves last night. But I think Boz has just been through just about every kind of glove so far. He had the, he had the winter woolies out last night in the uh, Sydney-Melbourne uh, City match. And a couple of matches before that, he had the little uh, he had the little food prep gloves on, which I particularly liked as well. That's right. <laughs> just getting ready to cook up a storm. Um, we can turn this podcast into Bozzer Watch, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> and just talk about Bozzer for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Better do that before he does. He does. He does something entertaining <laughs> every match. Um, but yeah, obviously, there's been a. There's been a. <laughs> this this week has been um, sort of the football's been almost a bit overshadowed by the Bozza v Speed. Um, I don't know what you want to call it, stoush, but it looks like Bozza's just he's ready to blow. He's ready to blow, boys. Is he going to have a meltdown this this weekend? I mean, well, ready, you know, ready to next sport. week. I guess the context for copy. It's a context for. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Who, who's the expert here? Who do we have to ask this question? I don't know who the expert is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, well, it's it's, you know, it's either to- um, Tommy or me. We've both got both got the big headphones, boys. <laughs> if if M- if M-Tag members 
were uh, A-League commentators. I mean, that's niche. Yeah, I guess if there's there's one thing that MTAG has over Fox Sports at the moment, I don't think we've ever had we've ever come close to um, having a beef like mid mid pod or something like that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Andy did, but he hit it well. I've got the gloves on, boys, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to go. Yes, that's elite. It's pretty pretty Jeez. chilly in here, so you know you can never be too careful. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> Another question um, from HSN, just um, on on some news and updates before we um, before we kick into it. Um, Macarthur this week has confirmed a couple of new signings, boys. I think they they confirmed uh, Mark Milligan as a marquee or marquee Milligan uh, during the week, and um, and also Adam Federici and Denny Johnrow was confirmed in addition to Tommy Orr, who was um, the the sort of first announced signing of Macarthur. Um, thought, thoughts on those boys? Um, Best, best, worst. Who do you like? I think I made the comment during the week that the building a Socceroos B team. Um, I, That's I really not like, a bad shout. I, I really like Denny Jonru. I think um, he's looked like a quality player at City, but has sort of been struggling for game time a little bit because him and Metcalf are both sort of fighting for the same spot. And I think they went with Metcalf because he's a bit more mobile and. Um, but Genre, I think he's he's shown his quality in in patches. But um, I think it's great for him and great for the league and great for Australia that he's going to be getting, I think, a bit more game time than Macarthur. Who's better, Genre or Max Burgess? Woo! Uh, Very delicious. <laughs> well, I, I tell you I what, like Burgess is in better form, but Genre's got better, better, higher ceiling. Yep. Yeah, I think most people would say that. Good chair. Um, the only the only concern I would have um, for Denny Genro is well, we don't know what the rest of the squad's going to look like yet because if you remember when the Wu was being set up and um, they signed Pasquale, uh, you know we all thought that he would flourish there and be able to make his mark on that team and then they just built a team and sort of without him and he he's barely barely got a look in there mm. apart from the odd appearance off the bench. And can we judge uh, these signings too? I know there were obviously you know three or four in. Um, but until we see the rest of the squad, I mean, you know, uh, are we waiting for a David Silva um, to join later on? I mean, that's the question on everyone's lips. Uh, is there another well, marquee around Silver the corner? question on Durga's lips. Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, he'll, right. maybe he'll sign up for a 10-game guest, uh, guest uh, um, contract and then play three and a half games. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, I mean, this is, this is not running Williams. with the ball. <laughs> Mark Milligan as a marquee, boys. We we were t- talking about this a bit on the group chat during the week, but I mean, have you like have you seen a more uninspiring marquee? Like wonderful nope. yeah. soccerer and, <laughs> and wonderful player for Australia, but come on. Yeah, and I think I can't remember who said it during the week, but the I think I saw it on Twitter that it's it's like this spot was made for a different soccerer and he decided not to come, so they've just filled it with Milligan, who was the next best option. Well, I think, and I also wonder whether there was whether there were a couple of options ahead of him. I think A League memes said something like, um, "Mum, can I get a Yidanak?" And it's like you've got a perfectly good Milligan at home. (laughs) 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 It sums it up, really, doesn't it? Um, And another question we've got here, boys, um, comes in from uh, Tommy's dad, Steve. 
uh, via text. Um, you know, shout out to shout out to Tommy's dad. We would happily have you on the podcast anytime, Steve. Um, there's there's been heaps of games on at Bank West in the NRL and A League. We've seen players slipping regularly already. Is this a concern for fans and players moving forward? Um, to be honest, I'm not a I'm not a huge grass expert. I don't know what they're slipping. Oh, what are um, they slipping on? But I do yeah. think we we should demand an investigation into. The slipping of the, on the grass and and the players wearing long I mean, skirts. I mean, Damo, Damo, not to pile the pressure on, but I mean, you're probably the only one out of the four of us that's got all a the NRL players. Um, so could, you're the only one out of the three of us that's got a back back lawn, Damo. So, can you make any comment on on the quality of the grass there? Mm, just, I think just soft ground underneath. You know, you need to get the big long studs. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking that's about. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's the big um if that's anything, the big I thing thought it that comes out of the <laughs> Maybe this is the big mm. thing to come out of the move to winter is that um all the players will have to start wearing the, the longer studs that they could previously get away with in, in summer. Mm. <laughs> but, but seriously, that, that stadium will have had so much traffic. There's an A-League game there every two days and the NRL are still playing games out of there as well because it's one of the only safe venues to do all the COVID restrictions from. So there's probably four to five fixtures a week across three different sports going on there. I mean, it's bound to be a shit pile after after a while. It's going to be looking like traffic there. When you said traffic there, Damo, I thought you were about to go into transport chat. So sorry, you <laughs> got excited there. <laughs> not sure what the Western, Western Sydney infrastructure is like. We're talking about experts. We'll cross the Tommy for uh, transport chat. <laughs> I'm only good on how to get there. Just once you get there, though, I'm useless. <laughs> um, I reckon, having said that, though, uh, it, it could be. Um, I'm you surprised could have back there's a like Faulkner. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I reckon uh, you, you could be starting yeah, to look like right, Faulkner Tommy, Park exactly. at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know they, they haven't got a cricket pitch in the middle, so uh, I think they're I think they're doing a little bit better than Faulkner Park and the SCG. It has to be said. Mm. Um, and and just before we do jump, one final thing before we do jump into the matches, boys. Um, Tommy, did you want to give a you want to give a shout out or or a bit of a promo for the uh, what what is it the fourth annual MTAG fourth monthly MTAG Cup coming up? Yeah, I was, was going to say I, I wouldn't call it the annual one just yet, considering um. <laughs> Feels filled um, annual. It's COVID period. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so yeah, next next Saturday. So what's that? Saturday the eighth of uh, August. We're running another more than a game cup. So it's a football manager twenty uh, cup. So um, uh, get into into our um, DMs on either um, Twitter or Facebook if you if you're interested in getting along with that. Um, be A League uh, and Kiwi and Australian players only. Um, with like a bit of a draft format, so um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun last time. Didn't have that many people get on board, but I think this time we've got a few more people interested. So um, a little bit more notice this time as well. I think last time it seemed to get a little bit lost um, in, and I think a little people in a few people's timelines after um, after retweeting the same message over and over again. So uh, yeah, this time uh, gonna there's already a few people that are on board, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We got any celeb sign-ups, Tommy? That's that's all, all I'm interested in. You mean other than me? Have you got any blue ticks? Come on. 
Nah, not yet. And and I guess as the uh, as the week starts, I'm I'm going to be sliding into uh, Scott Jamison's uh, DMs and uh, and who else? Uh, Adam Lafondra. No, he was he sort of was interested. And um, who's the other one? Um, Is it like the time you slid into Lafondra? You got to get Lafondra as well. Yep. <laughs> no, that that never happened. I don't know what you're talking about, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you've got that. Sorry, that his name escapes me. The Sydney-based um, Journo uh, Soccer Twitter. Oh, right, Gat. Is he joining us? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he wouldn't know what football manager is, mate. Vince Rigari. That's the one. Uh, Vince Rigari last time was sort of a, a polite denial last time. So I reckon. I reckon this time I can uh, maybe I can. I think Vince his Rigari name. for a while, Tommy. Sorry, Colby. Good-o. Yeah. No, no, that's it. I'm just, I'm only interested in blue ticks, as I said. Um, <laughs> you know, Vin, Vince would be a big get, though, Tommy. So, Vince, if you're listening, um, you know, get, get around to the MTAG Cup, please. Um, all right, boys, let's get into the games. Um, last night, I guess we, we'll start off with uh, Melbourne City, Sydney FC. So, Melbourne City, um, this was their first game back after a 132-day absence. Um Ended up being quite convincing winners over Sydney last night. Um, speed at the end of it, at the end of this, called it a massive psychological blow and a big win. Um, but 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 was it? Yeah, I I don't know. And to be honest, I don't think so because uh, I mean Sydney are a pretty well drilled well drilled team, and and they'll know that one one loss in a game that doesn't mean a hell of a lot will um, obviously not be not be ideal. But they'll be looking for a few weeks' time, I think, where where things really um, where things actually mean something. So uh, yeah, I don't think they'll be too concerned about this loss. The long balls unpicked them. Yeah, but it, it's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Damo, what did you make of, of City's performance last night? I think given um, that they hadn't played in what I think he says 132 days, that it, it was a pretty smooth performance all around. Um, Sydney probably had a little bit of a bit of a hangover, a little bit of a, I don't care for the rest of the regular season now they've won the league. But... Um, still, all in all, a great result for City, and I wouldn't go as far as saying what Speedy said. It was a huge, you know, psychological advantage going into the finals. But it is going into the finals with a run of form we've seen is a huge game breaker in the A League. So any win at this stage of the season is huge, particularly over a Sydney side that's been. It so seemed good. to me like Sydney would. Yeah, it seems that they were doing a bit of rotating and a bit of tinkering just ahead of the finals and especially given the fixture congestion as well. You had um, Paolo Retre at right back, who we saw was at fault for that noon goal um, and, and you know, plenty of plenty of rotation otherwise. Um, but do you think the rotation notwithstanding, is that, does that sort of give a bit of a form um, concern for Sydney? Like a loss is still a loss, right? And, and, and rotation is still rotation. It's a tough one. Um... It's a tough thing to measure, Colps, because I think, um, you know, this is the one little thing about having a system that's built around a, a Premier's um, finish and then the finals is that there's that little liminal space in between where some of the games just don't matter. Um, they, they literally don't. I mean, if you're Phoenix right now and you're not 
second or third, it doesn't really matter to you and you can't win the premiership. Um, and then you've got teams like Sydney who just, they've, they've just absolutely obliterated everybody points-wise and now they're just gearing up for the finals. I, I completely agree about momentum. You want to have momentum going into the finals, but at the same time, you also want to have legs going into the finals. So this is the only opportunity you have before that um, period to actually tinker with your lineups and test the squad. So I've seen it a little bit with the Phoenix in the last couple of weeks. I'm not reading too much into those results, and I think Sydney will be the same. <clears throat> I think um I think the it's it's probably a good timing for Sydney to have a loss as well. Um obviously they they did lose to Newcastle last week, but um it, it's probably good that they get this out of the way and then they can sort of have a bit of a reset and in a game where it really is not much riding on it and and that way they can sort of like I say have a bit of a have a bit of a mindset reset to say okay all right um and, and really sort of build build some form and performances for the next coming uh, weeks where obviously it starts getting important and Damo what's with what's with Sydney FC and um shit haircuts we saw Lockie <laughs> Wales's little blonde tips and Got Ryan Grant, who, albeit he was on the sideline, covered up respectfully by a you know a miniature beanie, um, on in this game. But um, you know you've had that um, Redmayne disaster over the off season as well, and um, you know th- th- there's just more more shit haircuts than I can count in that team. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really one to speak about um, good or bad haircuts. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, not. <laughs> uh. Was. Well, I mean, uh, all right. Maybe we're, we record. Maybe we record this by the end of uh, lockdown and uh, see how the, the rest of us are all hand, handling that. And uh, we're probably in the same camp. Well, it's the kind of chat you can get away with. It's the kind of chat you can get away with on a podcast. But when you're on video, it's um, they're not not really jokes you can be making. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wellington, Western Sydney Wanderers, boys. Um, Jesse, um, I understand you saw this one. Uh, Sydney got up one nil over over your Knicks. Do you want to talk us through it? Uh, yeah. Um, I think I think the Wanderers deserved to win, and they definitely um, they definitely there was much more hunger on their side, and there's that ugly. Uh, well, there's a lot of extra time after that ugly clash with Muller. And Fenton early in the game—that's something you never, never want to see in any game. So that was pretty, pretty awful to, awful to watch. But um, by all accounts, um, since then we've heard that he, um, he's recovering okay, Muller, from what I've heard. So thank goodness for that because that was awful. Um, but as far as the game's concerned, I mean, Devere with a couple of silly um, fouls and that last one—I mean, he was—it was only going to be one result. It was going to be a yellow when he, as soon as he started getting in the way and pulled him down. So. Yeah, I mean, the old adage that we love on them tag, the old, uh, they just wanted it more. Um, <laughs> that pretty much summed it up for me. I, again, just going back to what I said about Sydney, I mean, I don't feel like the Knicks have got anything to play for here. I mean, I know that they've got to play themselves into form, but um, if they if they completely flop in the first week of finals, um, that that might be the, um, the, the result. But I, I still feel like they're, they're building towards something, they're planning something, and I don't think they're too concerned about the results at the stage. I thought the after-match interviews with Stephen Taylor are quite funny, if you've, if you've caught any of those. Um, he, 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 he's got the, the, the classic Geordie uh, accent, but he also, you know, he stands there and it, it sounds like he's reading off a script. And, and, like, doesn't matter what they ask, doesn't matter what curly question that they ask him, he just goes, 
Yep, and then the boys will obviously go back to reset and we'll take a look at the whiteboard and we'll be back <laughs> at it next week. Thanks very much. And it's like, that, he's just programmed. The man's, the man's programmed. Uh, years and, but there was years and years of media training. <laughs> speak, uh, one, one highlight, though, had to be Colby, though, him, the shithousery with the goalkeeper. We've all seen it. Um, you know, it, it's always good to see a bit of colour in the game. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, if, that, if that gives us a goal in uh, finals time, I'll be pretty pleased with Steve. Years and years of shithousery training. That's right. <laughs> Can't coach that. You can't. But, you um, can't. And um, Tommy, uh, speaking of shithousery, I'll just throw to you. Um, <laughs> can I just get a little bit of more of a word on the um, being the king of shithousery of the pod? Um, just just on the on the niggle in this one, we know um, we know very well uh, from Bozza that it's a contact sport this week. But um, can you just talk us through a couple of those incidences, particularly the Fenton clash and and the Devere second yellow? Like, what what did you make of those? Yeah, well, like I, I thought, um, like obviously Devere's second yellow, um, there was a little bit, of, I think, a, a little bit of bad luck involved in the in the second yellow, um, because I think, like for me, it, it wasn't clear whether or not like he'd actually pulled him down, or if there was more just like, I guess, a tangle of legs. It's when when you get into that position and you're behind uh, the player and you're sort of trying to catch up to them, though, it, it can be very, very risky. And I guess that's that's what we saw. And 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 whether or not um. Uh, whether or not he was he, he was guilty of uh, sort of deliberately fouling him or not, I, I think sort of remains to be seen. But yeah, definitely deserved uh, definitely deserved a yellow, I think, for that one. But for the for the earlier one for Devere, I actually thought like um, that was much more of a fifty fifty call about whether or not it was even a foul. So um, I mean, if if you decide that it is a foul, obviously it has to be a yellow card uh, for that first uh, for the first one, but. Um, regarding the, the second, uh, regarding the Fenton clash though, I mean, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty ugly and I don't think anyone likes to see those, those sort of incidences when they're, when they're watching at home, not, not for the fate, uh, fate of stomach. One person told me who was watching at home was your dad, um, Steve. (laughs) 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 And he, he, he's got another question for us, um, about that Fenton incident, um, that he was only given a yellow card, um, which sent Nikolai Muller to hospital. Um, he wants to know why is poor heading technique treated differently to other types of dangerous tackles um, by referees? And I thought that was a really great question. I'm staying out of this one. Jesse, uh, Damo, you guys go first and then I'll jump in. I don't know. I feel yeah. like head- heading technique um, is very poor across the board these days and all it can talk about concussions and not letting children head the ball just contributes to more and more of this happening, that kind of stuff happening. And it's only going to get worse, but I, I I don't know why it's treated in a less way. Maybe because heading is more like a 50, 50 challenge more often than when it's on the ground. I, I don't really have a, a great answer for that, to be honest. I think it's, um I think that that whole thing is based Colby on somebody not being crazy enough to put their head in that position in the first place. I mean, the, the laws assume that you wouldn't be that self-destructive because you could come off worse off um, in doing so. So I, I suppose it's a little bit of a, a gray area. It's a very good question. Um, it was like, yeah, Tom, it was a, like that a meme doc- that Tommy shared of Suchek going through the door. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, that's actually the, um, that's the Premier League's offset, actually, Colby. Um, <laughs> we're referring to Suchek now. 
gosh. I, I actually, um, like in, in hindsight, I, I think it's a pretty decent shout. This is probably, um, this is probably red card worthy because, I mean, if you if if this is, a, I guess, a regular tackle, sort of um, using your feet to go for the ball, and you're, and you're miles off, like this, it would be dangerous or or careless or, or reckless. So, um, yeah, it's, it was it was pretty violent, and it, it, yeah, obviously, um, when Muller came off second best, um, but I, I thought um, the the referee, I can't remember who it was, but he um, he was very very quick to to display the yellow, and I even wondered. Um, sometimes you see some referees they they take a moment to pause and obviously they're they're taking in the situation but they're they're considering what course of action to take and I and I thought in this one, um, Ams I think it was Ams wasn't it? Um, he was it was Ams yeah yeah he I think he might have been um, in in his um, in his zeal to to display the yellow he he hasn't thought about it enough and. When mm. probably a red card might have actually been worth worthwhile. Instead, he's he's got the yellow out. He's got the cheddar out, and um, in, instead of considering, okay, is this red or yellow? He he's got the got um, displayed the yellow to to sort of calm the tensions of, of the moment. So yeah. I can kind of understand how you could he could go down that path. But yeah, I think he's he's probably um, undercooked it. Do do you think no VAR no VAR yeah. in this one? By the yeah. way, just about to say no, that no, no if, way if VAR to... is there. Yeah. Do they get sent off? They could have upgraded get it. Overturned. Yeah. yeah. Potentially, yeah, potentially, because that 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 one in particular was was quite quite dangerous and quite reckless. So yeah, I think I think you're right, Damo. I think VAR takes a look at that and and that that might get that gets upgraded and and that solves the problem that Tommy was saying. Like you know, and that's what VAR is there for. It's like refs making these calls in the heat of the moment. Might they might not have had the time step back and take a second to think about that's what VAR sort of does that's that's VAR doing its job um, yep. just before we do move on we've actually got a few a few live viewers um, who, who I just want to thank Your for comments. joining us obviously um, our, our mate Sal Talk Soccer um, is, is I can see him popping up in the, the chat as well as um, Ivan Strogan um, thanks thanks boys for, um, for getting around us um, appreciate that I uh, have no idea what this is sounding like because uh, at least on my <laughs> end I'm having like quite a few internet issues so hopefully this um, hopefully this sounds like something um, Colts. coherent Colts, just a, um, um, just a, just let's a move on to the next Sal. game though quick, boys um, and this was this was an Sal's absolutely uh, wild Colts. one um, Adelaide five Perth three yeah Jesse go on <sighs> <laughs> I was just going to say, um, maybe the man's just on a on a bender since um, Arsenal won the FA Cup, and I mean, I think the question for Sal is, has, has he had any sleep? Um, because, I don't think Sal's uh, gone to bed. It sounds like the man. I don't think he's gone to bed. <laughs> I mean, that's my early money. Well, correct us if we're wrong, Sal. But um, so you must you must be buzzing. Um, Arsenal winning be, yeah. a, an, another yeah. Arsenal Cup. Um, all right, Adelaide five per three. Um, Tommy, did you want to do you want to take us through this one? This was this was crazy. Yeah, mate. This was this is a real A League game for the purists here. Um, in this one, obviously, everyone knows the score. It finished five three to Perth. Uh, sorry, to Adelaide. Um, but yeah, pretty entertaining match for the neutral. I mean, I had this one on the iPad on my lap whilst um, uh, Batchy in Paradise was on. So uh, you can just uh, guess I didn't see much of Batchy in Paradise. Both full of drama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, yeah, for for those that, that didn't know, uh, eight goals and a saved penalty in the thirteenth minute. It was four one to Adelaide at half time, and 
And I think everyone by that point sort of realised, yeah, this is this is over. But Perth, I guess, made a made a go of it at least. So um, it was a pretty entertaining match right until the end. Um, I thought um, Adelaide's mobility and energy really won out uh, on the day over uh, over Perth's organisation. And I tell you what, I, I felt bad for um, for Trat. The I think he's the right sided centre back for for Perth because he had an absolute stinker. Um, gave away a penalty, which ended up getting saved, and then it just ended up getting skinned for, um, I think it was Halloran or or Lockie uh, Brooks' goal. Um, and, yeah, just one of those games where, like, we've all had them, where you, you walk off and go, oh, geez, I, I, I couldn't have couldn't have finished that game any sooner. But um, really entertaining game. A couple, couple of really nice goals. Uh, a couple of young players for Adelaide really stood up and um, just a, a great game of football to watch. Like, not a lot of... Um, good defending on show, but great game to watch. There, just one thing that really stood out to me, boys, aside from the the goal fest, well, that that sort of didn't stand out to me in a way because I, I was also sort of just catching this one on my phone while other things were being played on my TV, and I was half cooking dinner as well, and I was I was getting up to sort of cook dinner, and every time I'd get up to stir the dinner and come back, there's another goal had been scored. It was just one of those ones where I just had to like let Boys the dinner away. start burning because like. Just, just had to sit down and give this one a bit of attention. I was um, um, Adelaide at I was times devastated. did appear to be everywhere on the pitch, um, and I, it it sort of occurred to me that McGree, Mork, Opsith, Halloran, Kito, see, they they all just look like the same bloke. <laughs> that cookie cutter A <laughs> league look. <laughs> Spot on, mate. Spot on. <laughs> I was I was pretty devastated watching because um, I wasn't actually watching this game live. I did go back and watch the highlights. Oh. I was I was I was watching the uh, the AFL. I was watching. I'm a Melbourne Demon supporter, and I switched over at halftime to see that Adelaide had scored more goals than Melbourne had kicked points by halftime. <laughs> Melbourne were losing oh, fifty to That's three grim. or something. So that was that was pretty depressing for me to miss a game right. like that in the A League. <laughs> That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's like that's like the final day of the Premier League a little bit, isn't it? When you've got something, some some game competing with it, and you're like, okay, I'm going to watch the game, but you're half watching your phone because something something else is inevitably blowing up somewhere else. It's great to see Sal hasn't gone to bed, so. Uh... Just confirming that. And on um, on on Adelaide's <laughs> on Adelaide's youth as well, boys. We've we've mentioned um, you know, and the and the, I suppose the youth of Perth, but we're 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 seeing we're seeing a lot of it um, in this um, sort of post COVID period. Um, I guess given the rotation and given that some of the the marquees have returned overseas and things like that. Um, got a question from Neil Simons on Twitter. Um, will the young players coming through potentially drive up interest in the competition? Players like Azani, who are, who are celebrated nowadays because they came from the A League, are we are we seeing a lot more um, a lot more young, exciting players come through? Yeah, I, I'm a, a real big fan of this. Um, going to to week uh, to, to games every weekend, seeing a player like uh, Azani sort of come onto the scene, you think, oh, who's this guy? I've never heard of him before. And then sort of you, you see someone uh, get their grounding in a team, and then all of a sudden they they turn into a bona fide star. It's it's really exciting. And um and, and Adelaide, I guess in particular, some of these players, um, they've um like Dorigo, I think, was doing really well even before um lockdown, and so. 
Um, Adelaide fans obviously would have seen him uh, sort of come onto the scene, know nothing about him, and they could brag to all their friends, oh, yeah, you need to you need to check out this guy. And um, and then before you know it, like some of those players, like, for example, Dorigo become sort of like league-wide sort of sort of household names for, for lack of a better term. And, um, yeah, it's exciting. And, and we talk about sort of the lack of narrative sometimes in, in the A-League and um, – but – the development of players like that that is uh, i guess one of the the massive bonuses about the a league you do see players um playing their their first professional games and um and then possibly for example like Arzani, like he was he was a uh, um being touted as like someone who should have gone to the um the world cup for example so um yeah really really exciting if we're talking about young players becoming household names can we talk about the best name in the a league What's, yeah, go I, on. Who is it? I don't want to pronounce it wrong, but it's definitely Pacific Neongabi. <laughs> that's a good mail on that day. I think that was bang on. That is fantastic. And the, uh, and the celebration, the Sam Kerr celebration to match was just as good. Or the uh, the, the Camp Sober failure to launch uh, <laughs> celebration. <laughs> just absolute a-league areas that he managed to get that celebration in before Elvis got to do it officially. So um, and they did make mention of that on the commentary, I think. But it was quite a well-taken goal, his goal as well. Very, it was a very good goal. Um, nifty um, little touch. I love I love the way he stole it off. Who who was the – was it the left back? I can't remember who it was. He literally mm, stole it off yeah. his toe and decided, well, I'm going to do this myself. <laughs> He's got to score at that yeah, point, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, couple of oh one thing one thing i saw in this game were the perth fans singing we're all going to optus i could hear that at various points in the game and i'm like one was there perth fans there and two were they singing we're all going to optus and three if so why <laughs> i don't, I don't I think, know i think it was just a massive i think it's just a massive bunch of anti uh, anti um anti 5g people in the crowd actually colby an oh. easy mistake to make <laughs> I was I was thinking they were like there was like it was like the anti Fox Sports ultras in the crowd just saying well, you know the alien going to Optus <laughs> all about that all about that I did see a comment on Twitter that said um, you know all these games with no crowd and they're pumping in crowd noise they're really mm. disappointed that we haven't got a you fat bastard from the shed end yeah. pumped into <laughs> games yet <laughs> yeah I don't think they're allowed to pump in the shed end noise. It's... <laughs> I have to censor too much of it. <laughs> Doesn't meet the PG rating for the A League on TV. <laughs> Anything else stand out to you in this game, boys? One one thing I liked was uh, I think it was Gomolka's uh, set pieces for Adelaide. At least two of his corners led to uh, led to goals, and uh, one to one to I guess to look out for the future. Um, remember the name. I don't want to keep agreeing with myself, but. Um... Just Adelaide's aerial threat, Culps. Um, I've talked about it in previous weeks, but they just um, they look like a little bit of a force uh, in the box. Um, and, um, you know, that's actually causing problems for teams that are pretty well structured. They, they can't seem to uh, beat them in the air. Well, against a team that's like, with tall defenders as well, right? Like Perth. Are, like yes, exactly. Perth like Perth, <laughs> Perth are stacked with tall blokes. And Adelaide, like, I don't think any of them are especially tall. I mean, Jakobsen maybe, but he doesn't score that many. I think it's it's got to be, it's, we've got to come back to the fact that they all look like the same bloke. The opposition don't know who to mark. <laughs> <laughs> Just flying yeah. in and out of Diversity. the box. Diversity, boys. That's what we associate with Adelaide. 
Yeah, yeah, always yeah, just like this podcast with an old old wooden ship. But <laughs> <laughs> um, final game that we'll we'll um, we'll we'll talk through is uh, Melbourne victory one, Brisbane two. Um, Damo, did you you want to talk us through this one at all? Yeah, look, the the first half I felt like not really that much happened. Uh, there was a, lo- a couple of really good saves from both goalkeepers who kind of stole the show in the first half. Um, Matt Acton, I was particularly impressed with. He's playing for a contract right now, and he seemed to do this over the years, I feel. He was at Brisbane, and when he played, he played well, but then made calamitous mistakes when he had a bit of confidence. Um, and I feel like he, he's a real highlight goalkeeper. He makes like these fantastic saves, but then he does something ridiculously stupid and, and gives away a goal. Um, Just acting up for the cameras. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Um, yeah, but first half, there wasn't really much of note apart from a couple of good saves uh, from goalkeepers. Uh, although Brisbane kind of late on in the first half really started to take over, I felt. Um, Brad Inman, who had a really poor start to the game, started to play quite well, got himself involved. Scott McDonald was probably the best game he's played since he's been at the Raw. Um, and he really, you know, for lack of a better term, grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. And it was it was the two of those um, those two who combined for the goal, just the other side of half time, which was a towering header from all five foot six of Scott McDonald, <laughs> which was pretty impressive to see. <laughs> Made himself big, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, and and the second goal as well from Brisbane was was some great lead up play, um, some passing play from the back through the midfield and then out wide to Corey Brown, who for, you know, it was his hundredth game for Brisbane. And I think it was the first time he's ever put in a decent crop. <laughs> That's a good ratio. It's one, one to a hundred good crosses from Corey Brown. And um, I think Rydenton in his second game for the club scored, scored a goal. And I think um, Brenton Speed, I was pretty annoyed with his commentary actually here when he said, wouldn't Fowler and his assistant be really proud of what, They've built at the club. I uh, built at Brisbane when that goal went in, and I was like, "Well, everyone, all, everyone on I'm Brisbane sure Roddy Fowler is not off. watching Brisbane Raw yeah. right now. It's the last thing on his mind." <laughs> That's what got me blocked by Robbie because, like, the Rawcast were the Rawcast <laughs> were going off about this, and they they did this big Twitter tirade, and I re- retweeted them, and I, I I just said something like, "Oh, Ro- Robbie, if you, like they were like, oh fuck off, he's not watching. You know, Robbie doesn't care about this, blah blah blah." And then I retweeted them saying, "Oh, Robbie, if you are watching." Um, can you just tell us why Mirza Moratovic um, hasn't been uh, hasn't been selected tonight? And then next minute, I, I went to Robbie's page to see if he tweeted anything about the A League, and he blocked me. <laughs> that just oh, means it, that he was it. searching his own name in Twitter to find That's anything right. about himself him. to block. <laughs> Col- Colby, Nar- narrator, Robbie didn't think care. Um, and that 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 redenton goal um damo that you were you were talking through that was just a delicious team goal and can't yeah can't believe that cross came from Corey brown but like the team play that that led up to it was just delightful and great way to score your first uh goal for the club and um i liked the um i liked the ladies league tweet uh kiwi maddie uh, is greater than kiwi messi (laughs) uh, that just tickled me i've got to call him kiwi maddie from now on Oh, I mean, when, when that second goal in, the second goal went in, I felt like Brisbane should have been in control of that game and should have run away with it. But 
it was such a nervy finish for Brisbane. Obviously, victory got that. They got one back through what was a horrible foul from Aldred um, on the boot that gave away a penalty. And then it very easily could have been 2-2. And just like um, when victory played Western United last week, um, I felt like victory, they were, they were never really a chance of winning the game, but they were never out of the game. They, they were always making it difficult and there was always right on the edge where they could have nipped a point and ruined, ruined it for the other team, essentially. It, it says a lot about, I guess, where victory are at at the moment that, that they were like sort of for the first 75 minutes were out of the game and then finally in the last 15 minutes where they're 2-0 down, that that's when they finally sort of start to turn on a little bit of quality and that's when they actually genuinely looked like a threat to score. Yeah, and I mean, I was particularly impressed by um, Triple L on the left for victory, but when, it was actually when he went off Triple that... L. Um, it was actually when he went off that Victory started to play a lot better. Ironically, I thought he was their best player, but when he went off as a team, they started playing a lot better. Sometimes happens with a yeah, team, isn't of, it? Lots of, it's bizarre. Lots of young, um, exciting talent for the Victory as well. Um, Tommy, I think you made a note in our run sheet about um, the, the three teenagers that started for Victory. What did you make of them? Um, I thought they were sort of like they they held themselves um, pretty well, like um, uh, like you said about what's his name, Lewis Laurie Latanzio. Uh, yeah. I, I thought like he amongst all the others, I, I thought they did a really good account of themselves. Didn't look out of place in the A League, but um, it, it, I guess it says a lot that um, uh, in the in the last ten minutes was sort of only when um, the victory looked like looked like scoring and really genuinely threatening the. Um, uh, threatening Brisbane. I got a question about one of those young players that started, Tommy. What do you think of Jay's Barnett? Oh, mate, you really put me on the spot here. <laughs> you should have stayed at the raw. <laughs> is 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 that his sort of like sort of claim to fame? Is that the interesting note about him? <laughs> yeah, well, about I don't know. <laughs> I just know that his surname is Barnett, and that's what the British call like a rude haircut, a Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the question, Damo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's um, just, 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 just a quick shout out to uh, Ivan or Ivan. I just wanted to say both of those to make sure I got it right. Um, <laughs> he's mentioned that he mentioned that Sal's a Power Rangers fan. Um, a big shout out to the Power Rangers guys. I don't know if you are Power Rangers fans. As, oh, as I'm kids, a big Power Rangers a huge fan. Huge part of my upbringing, and 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 you know, it's great to see it uh, popping up in the uh, in tag TV uh, comments <laughs> chat. So I salute you both, Jesse. I salute you both, Jesse. You would have been a Blue Ranger fan, wouldn't you? Triceratops, or I, I, I'm your I'm, I'm your OG Power Rangers. I'm back when it, it all began, back when they were just flogging putties. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, you just had your you just had your reds, your golds, your pinks. There was none of this, none of the green. None of these sort of flamboyant Power Rangers. It was just the simple, it was the fa- uh, Fabulous Five or whatever they were Dude, called. I didn't realise um, green was a flamboyant colour. As soon as green came in, mate, it, it really, it really it ruined the Power it for Rangers you. into disarray. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I, may be, I may be digressing into Captain Planet areas as well. But um, yeah, great to, um, great to oh, see Power Rangers in the are. chat. Oh. Who would win a game of five aside? The OG Power Rangers or the Captain or the Planeteers? Or oh, the Planeteers for sure. 
Oh, they've got that South <laughs> yeah. American, but he's got to be good. He's got to be really good. Like, he never did anything for the Planeteers, but I reckon he could bang in goals. We're definitely putting the, this to a poll the, on our social media. The planet, yeah. the, the planeteers, the planeteers wouldn't score anything because they're so selfless doing everything for the planet that they won't be able to put the ball in there. They just keep passing to each other. You're too busy. No, you score. No, you score. <laughs> oh shit! That's right. Um, okay, uh, and just one one final question on this game comes from uh, the football enjoyer on Twitter, um, and and he he asks, does uh, do the Raw stand a chance in the finals? Because the Raw, um, if you don't know this, are uh, in fourth spot, um, four points ahead of Perth Glory. So, uh, albeit Perth have got a game in hand, um, do do we do we rate them come finals time, boys? I think from wild, all wild the other teams. I think all the other teams at the top of the league, you know, you look at Sydney, City, uh, Wellington, other three above them, look <clears throat> a step above Brisbane since since the return from COVID. Like, yeah, Brisbane are in fourth place, but they've somehow managed to get themselves in fourth place without having actually played any really decent football all year. I feel like they've fumbled their way through this season and got a lot of results that they probably shouldn't have. Um, You're going to get blocked by Robbie with that kind of attitude, mate. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but in saying that, like we've spoken about it so many times before, is the finals, particularly in the A-League, anything can happen in a one-off game and the situation with no fans, Brisbane on their day could probably beat any team in the league if they get it right. So like, Rob, like Jesse said, wildcard FC. A, wildcard FC or Robbie's legacy. FC, depending on the side of the <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Brisbane Raw go on to win the grand final, Robbie Fowler would tweet about it. I'm so glad that my yeah, team won oh, the championship. Of course he would. <laughs> and he would add it to his resume. I won the league with Brisbane Raw. <laughs> of course he would. 100%. You know it's true. You know um, it's true. <laughs> okay, um, boys, looking ahead uh, to next week, um, the, the football, the festival of football is continuing tonight uh, where Newcastle take on the Woo. Uh, let's give a quick preview. Um, who, who, who have you got your eye on tonight, boys? We'll start with you, Tommy. Ooh, um, look, every game is just an opportunity for – or every Woo game is just an opportunity to see more of Diamante. Like, he, he uh, for me, is, is the big reason why I guess I'm – uh, was excited about the A-League to come back with so that I could see more of him. Like, we've seen so much of him on social media, and I mentioned that last week, but he, he's just such a pleasure to watch, like, on, on the pitch. Yeah. He, he's capable of the the spectacular, the the unpredictable, and um, just, oh, it gets me going. Um, <laughs> apart from that... Uh... I can tell. Jeez. <laughs> 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 uh, Damo, what about you, mate? Um I think like a lot of people on soccer Twitter tonight, a lot of the chat's going to be about Burgess again. Um, he's, I mean, there's been so much Burgeoning. talk about him and he's, he's Burgelicious lately. Um, five goals in his last three games and he's been playing decent football as well. Um, let's see how he can handle the pressure of, you know, he's expected to shine tonight. My focus, Colby's on the Jets. Um Looking across at the Garte in midfield there. Um, and uh, Roy O'Donovan, I think Roy O'Donovan's due um, a moment and that could kickstart mm. his, um, well, what's left of the season, I guess, but um, just, he's, he's due a moment. Like. 
this farm look like? Um, yeah, so I reckon he's he, but but I have to say the person um, probably that out of the three of them that I think is going to have the, the best impact is probably Petrados actually because I think he'll be buzzing after mm. his um, his late goal against Sydney. So he's which, one to watch for me. Which Petrati have you got your eye on, Jesse? <laughs> um, we just refer refer to him as goal scoring Petrati these days. <laughs> um, you know that's how we differentiate. Boys, I just got yeah, a quick I'll... note on on the Jets. Obviously, at the start of the season, the signing of Wes Houlihan was such a big deal, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is really exciting to have a player like him come to the A League." And obviously, he had the injury, and coming back from the injury, he never really took off. I think he played four games in total um, across just the season. Get really grounded, the uh, Jets. Well, player, he, he's just. He's just signed for uh, Cambridge United in League Two, who were finished, I think, one or two spots above re- relegation to the, the, the National League. Uh, what what kind of what does that say, kind of, about the level of the A League, or more so the level of Newcastle, that someone that was a, like a big name signing coming to the A League has gone to a team that could very well be in the fifth tier of English football next year. I don't know if that says um, much as much about the A League's level as it does about the current sort of state of the the game and the and the current state of um you know the the world football in in COVID. It sounds like he's sort of just gone home and and gone wherever he could get a job, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it would have been great to see a bit more of him in the A League. Shame shame about the injury and shame that uh, you know shame about the the failure to launch at the Jets. <laughs> Um, but uh, for this game, boys, this was this was supposed to be a quick preview, but we're getting some good chat out of it, so it's fine. But um, who 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 needs to lift tonight? Um, and and probably uh, probably a good one for for uh, you to take, Tommy. Ooh. Um, geez, uh, I guess this is uh, one of the the first uh, I guess key key matches for for the Wu. Um, I, I guess they they beat victory last week, um, but this is their second of what six games that they've got in the in the the post um, uh, post lockdown uh, A League resumption. So I guess they need to looking forward to to them really trying to to generate some form. Obviously, um, like I said, they they beat victory last week, and this is an opportunity for them to to I guess. Beat like a not not a, a threat for for finals football, but it's an opportunity for for them to to really sort of push on um, with those final final games. Um, so you've got a bit of a stat for you guys. Um, the the last fourteen uh, there's still fourteen games left in the A League uh, for the season, and five of them involve the Woo. So uh, yeah, get ready uh, for much more Diamante over the next uh, what probably two two weeks. I think it is. Yeah, that's hope the lad's body holds up. Yeah, I um. <laughs> I think, Colby, to answer your question about who needs to lift, I think the Jets need some lift off. <laughs> well, there, he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Why does that one get me? <laughs> um, it's like the most basic joke, and I just it, it just me. every time works. Uh, every time it gets me. Um, some inspiration paints. <clears throat> big, big, uh, big uh, festival of football coming up this week, boys. Um, there's a match on every day this week, so no, no break. Um, we've got uh, victory and the Mariners on Monday. Uh, Western Sydney, Perth. Um, we've got Wellington and the Raw on Wednesday. Adelaide, Sydney on Thursday, and the Woo back again on Friday, um, taking on the Wanderers. Um, which which match are you looking forward to, and why, Damo? Um, I'm looking forward to Wellington versus Brisbane. Obviously, that's you know 
Colby, you and I are both Brisbane fans. Jesse's a Wellington fan, plus the added, um, you know, flavour of the game that it's going to be two sides in the top four going head-to-head, two sides that will most likely feature in the finals and could come up against each other in the finals. So it'll be a really interesting battle just to see where both teams are at. Tommy, what about you, mate? Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the victory playing Central Coast because I really want Central Coast to get up because that would be fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, just let me let me check the table now. Um, what are they? Are they so they're five points behind? And so they even if they got yeah. the win, they they wouldn't leapfrog uh, the victory. But, Six pointer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. With this, if they if they do win, then yeah, like they can go one point above them if it's a six pointer. <laughs> I reckon um, Cobbs. I reckon. I'm a little bit split. Um, the Wanderers uh, glory game, I think, is for me the pick because um, as far as what, what's got the most writing on it, um, I reckon that's a cracker because the Wanderers are really desperate and Perth look to be searching for a bit of form at the moment. They, we all know they're a very, very good team, but can they click when they need to click um, against the team? The Wanderers will be riding high after a win early in the week and, and we haven't seen the Wanderers click either. So it's that should be a really good matchup. Mm. Usually, I'd say Adelaide Sydney would be my pick of the the bunch, but I think just the fact that Sydney doesn't have too much to play for in Adelaide, if Adelaide win that game, I wouldn't be too surprised. So I think for me, it's got to be Wanderers, Perth Glory. Jesse, I think that's a good shout because whilst Perth is sitting in fifth at the moment, they're they're level on points with Adelaide, um, and they're only what four points above the Woo, who um, have got what. Still, like I said, five games in hand. So the, the Woo could quite easily leapfrog uh, Perth over the next sort of what ten days or something. So uh, Perth Perth have only got I think a couple of games left, two or three matches left. So they they really need to pick up points uh, to cement themselves as a uh, a finals candidate. Yeah, yeah, and I I probably would have said the uh, Adelaide Sydney game as well, just because Adelaide um, you know seemed to be flying in that game against Perth, just scoring for fun, but. Uh, letting in a few as well. I know Izzo has the best sta- um, save stats and save percentage in, in the A-League. I mean, it's probably moved a little bit because of those three that he let in um, against Perth. But um, just And just to just to see how Sydney will bounce back as well after their loss. So I think that's that's an interesting one too. Um, but that's that's probably going to do it for us boys. Um, it's supposed to be a half-hour podcast, don't know, or, or video. Don't know how, how long we've been going for, but... Um, <laughs> You Almost know, an hour, mate. We're about to click over fifty-four minutes, <laughs> and half of that, half of that was me just like sitting there on mute, waiting to like hear whether I dropped off the call or not. Um, but thanks, thanks. <laughs> the other um, half was so much TV shows. Probably <laughs> uh, before you before you wrap us up, mate. Uh, a couple, yeah. couple more comments in uh, in the feed. Um, uh, the yeah. ladies' league TV. They did a couple of shout outs um, and one final one as well. Uh, Sal uh, obviously appreciated the dad jokes as well. So um, thanks everyone for for tuning in um, and, and leaving comments. We, yeah. we can see them, which is which is cool. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I didn't think we'd be able to, but this is great. So, thank, like, honestly, thank you uh, for listening. And we'll, I think we we will put this one out there as a podcast as well, um, just just to sort of make it available everywhere. And in addition to our um, YouTube, but um, so yeah, thank thanks for listening. Um, you know, get get around us on social media. You know where to find us: uh, Twitter and Facebook mainly, but also YouTube uh, and also um, Instagram. Um, next week, or I guess. From tomorrow, we'll tomorrow. be uh, <laughs> reviewing the uh, yeah. Premier League season. So 
tune in for that uh, in the meantime. Enjoy. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that, mate. I'm excited. <laughs>